Jai Sadgurudev to all. A very warm greetings and welcome to all the listeners of this stream across the globe. I am Anurag Dev and I welcome you aboard this weekly online platform of Vihangam Yoga. Dear listeners, we are on a journey. We have been on a journey right from the beginning. Consciously or unconsciously whether we realize it or not. A journey wherein every moment of it has been filled with all kinds of struggle and actions and all of them directed towards attainment, fulfillment of one and only one goal, happiness. I remember during the days of my childhood, I once saw a merchant buying a complete bucket of grocery from my grandfather. That very moment I wished and I defined what would be happiness for me in my life. I still remember that thought process I went through as a child. When I wished that I would be the happiest being in my life, when I would have enough money or as rich as this merchant who was capable of purchasing the entire bucket of grocery. And I carried on with that ambition for a long time in my life until I forgot the same in the attainment and fulfillment of other gross and higher ambitions in my life. From where I stand today, probably I have the potential. If I want, if I need, I can buy a full bucket of grocery. But the definition of happiness has changed for me and has set a different scope for me to be happy. I have defined a different scope now for myself to be happy. I am very sure in some way or the other, all of us can correlate this event, this memory of my childhood, with what we do in day-to-day lives. An ambition is set, a wish is made, and from the fulfillment of the same comes another quest, a quest for another ambition, a definition, a different, uh, a separate definition of happiness. And we keep on redefining happiness throughout our lives. Today's topic is about happiness. As to what is the true meaning of being happy? Is it about having enough materialistic richness around us? Or is it something more related to the inner bliss? Today, we will meditate upon these with our guest speaker, Abhinoji, who is joining us today from Sydney, Australia. Abhinoji, a software professional and probably a very familiar voice to the regular listeners of this forum. He brings with himself a very unique and a very practical 
perspective on such topics and we have been benefiting and listening to him for quite some time now. And today too it's a privilege that we are going to listen from him, his experiences, his thought process on this topic of happiness with a Vihangam perspective. So without wasting much time, let's dive in. I will hand over the mic to Abhinoji. Abhinoji, please enlighten us with your thought process. Over to you. Namaste everyone and Dev. I hope you're all keeping safe still uh, in this strange time. Uh, you know, we're more than a month and a half in now. And I hope everyone's still engaged, still inspired, still motivated uh, to continue on their respective spiritual journeys. You know, I was talking to a friend recently and the topic of happiness came up. This friend of mine, we've been friends for about 12 years now. Uh, he's one of my best friends. He's Japanese. He's extremely successful. He works at a, a large consulting firm. And we were talking about the projects which we've had at work recently. He was telling me about how his company's going under a restructure. I was telling him about a project which I've been put on. And we were talking for half an hour. And then suddenly we reached a point in the conversation where we asked ourselves, what is the point? What is the point of all this ceremony that we go through in the modern world and life? We were starting to reflect on a story which I shared with him because as we kept talking about you know, finance and money and what it means to live in the world. We realized that all of our problems, all of our issues, all of our concerns are man-made, are human-made. They're all because of us. We're caught in this strange bubble, which keeps growing and growing in size as we live our lives. And we convince ourselves that that is all there is to this life. That we are meant to stay within that bubble. We are meant to stay within that circle. And that is all there is to being a human. There is a story from our own philosophy about a guru and a disciple. The guru one day was sitting in a small village and the disciple came to him and said, Gurudev, I'm going to go to the city. I am bored of this village. I'm going to explore the new horizons which have come before me. The Guru blessed him and said, go, you will be very successful. I am sure. Now the disciple, he went and with his Guru's blessings, he worked very hard. He worked diligently. He attained all the kind of wealth you can attain. He had three mansions, five mansions, however many you want. He had everything. He went back to the village one day and he said to his guru, Guru Dev, 
You are still in this village. Look at what I have. Look at what I have achieved. Why don't you come with me? I will make you a mansion. I will give you everything there is. And the Guru said, own beloved disciple of mine, what you have attained in the city, I have had this whole time sitting in this small village, in this small room. What will you give to me? The story of Vedic philosophy, of Vihangam Yog, is one which aligns with this story. As my friend and I continue to speak about happiness, we started to wonder what is it that we're doing with our time? We construct a life surrounded by education, by acquiring wealth, with all these things, but we forget that what we are after is not outside of us, it is within us. And for how long are we going to continue this way is what we were arguing between each other. We realized we'd been talking about the same thing for 10 years now. What had changed? What has changed is what we were debating. And this is what the Guru asks us. So you've read, you've heard, you've seen that there is a difference between happiness, sadness, and anand. You have heard of this, but what is it that you are doing about it? Are you still remaining in this world in the same way? Or is something actually changing? This is what the Guru asks us. And yet, the nature of existence, of the mind, is such that this story becomes entertainment. It becomes something we hear and we tell other people, just like I have today. But it does not change anything within us. Spirituality is not entertainment. We are not here sitting between each other, discussing the truth, discussing the Svarved, discussing how we should live our lives just because we like to hear it. If that is why, unfortunately, at one point in time, YouTube or Netflix or something else will take priority. That is how this all works. The mind and the soul are separate. The way in which they experience happiness is separate. What we experience day to day, as we just heard in the Svarved, that happiness is sensory. It appears from the outside. Anand is that which appears within the soul. It emerges from the soul, from inside of you. It doesn't come from the outside. It emerges like a flower blooms within you. That is Anand. Sukh and Anand 
are completely separate topics and experiences. The droplet which we experience day to day and the ocean which we have left are not the same thing. So as we continued speaking, my friend and I, we came to a conclusion that yes, we have to live in this world because you cannot renounce everything and say, I'm going to be a yogi. Even in the Vedic philosophy, it has been forbidden for anyone to do this. And there is a very good reason for this. If you today decided I'm going to go to the jungle, what are you going to achieve? You are going to be left with your thoughts. You are going to be left with your mind. What are you going to achieve? Nothing. Your mind is just going to be more active, is going to be even more distractive, and you will completely lose sight of who you are. The jungle is not the solution. It never was and it never will be. So this concept that in, a in order to attain happiness, you need to go to the jungle. I I'm sorry, the Vedic philosophy forbids this. Only when a guru, an all realized master says that you are now ready to go and do tapasya, then does a disciple go to the jungle and do tapasya. Not when they want to, not when they've decided for themselves, oh, I'm going to renounce everything and go to the jungle and become a yogi. This isn't a career change. So our philosophy is much too deep to look at it through a modern lens. The concept of happiness, of anand, that is all spirituality is. And yet the nature of the mind, it causes us to forget what we are doing. So my friend and I, as we discussed, we came to this conclusion that yes, we can't renounce the world, not only because the very philosophy of happiness forbids us. But because if you today renounce the world, let's say you do become a yogi, let's say, are you going to ignore the sadness which is present in the world today? And if you do that, are you really a yogi? Are you really an a person who understands the philosophy of the Supreme being? If you are able to close your eyes and ignore all that is happening in this prakriti, all those people who are suffering, then what value does your yogic progress have? And this is why you will see even the greatest yogis, have all left something behind. As we heard last week from Simanji, there is a legacy 
There is a seva which they offer to this world. There is this concept that a yogi does not cry. A yogi is always the most strong. There are so many stories of yogis who have cried and cried because they are feeling the pain of another soul. To be a yogi is not to ignore the sadness of the world. It is to take it in and do something about it. Anand and the path to Anand to show someone that is the highest form of seva in this universe. Forget the universe beyond the universe. You know, there was a, once an old woman, and I think I've told this story very recently as well. Woman, old woman looking outside her, her hut for her needle. Young man comes along, asks her, what are you looking for? And she says, I'm looking for my needle. He asks, where was it? when you last saw it. And she says, inside of my hut. And he says, then why are you looking outside the hut? And she says, that's all I know how to do. Do we know how to discover inner happiness? Do we know how to go within? Do we even know what that means? And I'm not asking anyone here. I'm asking myself, do I even know what that means? We can spend all of our lives going from place to place, eating cuisine to cuisine, feeling one texture after the next. It's never going to be enough. So if you know that, what are you going to do about it? If you know that happiness is not something which is found outside of you, is something found inside of you, what is your next step? It's not go to the jungle. The next step is first, Understand what the path to the inside is. How do you go inside? What does it mean to go inside? To go inside is to reverse the flow of your conscious energy. There is a bhajan we hear from time to time some of the disciples of Yohangam Yog Singh, which is the declaration of Sadhguru Sadafu Deji Maharaj, in which he says that if you regularly practice meditation, I will take you to that Anand. I will take you to that Anand. That is the declaration of the Sadhguru. In this same bhajan, he says, Surati Ulati. 
Now, these two words, we can spend all day speaking about this. Surati being the conscious energy of the soul. Ulati meaning to reverse, to invert. What does this mean? The Sadhguru is saying that in order to reach this Anand, you have to take your Surati, the conscious energy of your soul, which by means of the mind is going outside. You have to reverse its flow and take it inside. In the first stage of Vihangam Yoga, we stop our mind outside the body. In the second stage of Vihangam Yoga, we stop the mind inside the body. In the third stage of Vihangam Yoga, we take the mind upwards to, the, to its source. At the end of this stage, we completely absorb the mind into where it comes from. After this, there is no more delusion. There is no more lack of clarity about what it is you need to do because you know who you are now. This is known as self-realization in some philosophies. But the science is you take your mind upwards and you absorb it into its source. Vihangam Yoga then speaks of two more levels of progress. The fourth being and the fifth being all within the conscious zone, not of this prakriti, which is limited. In that conscious zone, which is unlimited. Where the ocean of bliss is so vast that it is like describing the scent of a flower. There are no words. You can maybe try and explain the scent of a flower by relating it to other things. But this is incomparable. In the first Doha, the Swarved itself, the Master says that this Supreme Being is indescribable and incomparable. This means you cannot pick up anything in Prakriti, anything beyond Prakriti, place it next to the Supreme, next to the Anand of the Supreme and say there is a similarity because he is everything and everything is him. What are you going to compare? So what is the message here? The message is Maya and Man, they are extremely powerful. And the, the day that we accept this, rather than saying, I can defeat the mind, the day we say, this is difficult, the day we say that I need the guidance of a master, that is the day when the path to within begins to open up.
you know, we can talk about the, the one, two, three, four, five stages of Vihangam Yog. We can sit here all day referencing, you know, the experiences people have had. What do they all ultimately say? They all ultimately say one thing. That the Sadhguru is all you need. The master and the master's guidance and the master's care is all you need. If you are in a state where you're wondering, am I progressing spiritually? Am I living a spiritual life? What should you do? You should sit still in one place and assess how light you are. If there is any heaviness in your body, if there's any heaviness inside of you, it is probably a sense of ego, a sense of belonging, that this is mine, a concept that you can control something, an ill faith that this is who I am. A yogi, when they sit still, becomes so light that they become empty. And they become so empty that only one thing fills them up. That Anand. That's the science of spirituality. How do you become light, empty, filled with Anand? That's it. You know, it's interesting, like if you look at science itself, the pull of gravity is defined as the gravitational constant multiplied by the two masses divided by the distance between those masses squared. What if a mass has zero weight? There is no force. There is no pull. There is no association. We have to become that zero, empty, light, zero. Nothing will have an effect on you. You will just be in Anand. And we've heard these terms, nothingness, zeroness, completeness. These all point to the number zero. And what do we always try to be in the world? A billion. I'm going to be a trillion. No. This is not the right place then. What you have to become to be zero and to be complete is zero. And so this science is, you know, one which makes me, me myself unhappy sometimes with the life I'm living. I look at the way I, I think about work. I look, about the, look at the way I think about and involve myself in this prakriti. And I wonder, what am I doing? What are you going to get from this? And then after a bit of, you know, internal... Uh, argument 
a bit of shouting at myself. I then come to my master and say, please guide me. So happiness and anand can be achieved in the feet of a master. All we need to do, the master's made it very simple. Meditate twice a day and you'll become zero. That's it. You won't become one or a billion. Sorry. You'll become zero. That's the philosophy as far as I've understood. So when I finished my conversation with my friend, we agreed that the world we live in, the way it is, the way it's set up, we're encouraged to get happiness from the outside world only. You have to have all the things. You have to own everything. You have to be like Elon Musk, like Bill Gates. You have to have all the money. That's when you'll be happy. Why don't you go speak to Bill Gates? Why don't you go speak to Elon Musk? Ask them, are they happy? No, they have moments of sadness too. So what are you doing? And so we said to ourselves, we have to go on the inner journey and sure we'll live in this world and get all the wealth we want, but it will be used for other people so that they can achieve Anand. The biggest thing which shows how unintelligent the human species is, is that there are trillions of dollars in the atmosphere, but people with zero money. What does that say about our intelligence as a species? It says that we are the most unintelligent. We've created societies and cultures and economies, but we don't even know how to give people a dollar. And we judge our happiness and our status on the basis of this fake number. There is much more to life than this. And in one moment, we can decide for ourselves that we are going to say to Prakriti, you're there and I'm here. You exist but I also exist and I'm going to go somewhere else. The philosophy has laid it all out. What we need to do. It's been given to us. Meditate, experience, become zero and go back to where you're really from. This is the philosophy of Vihangam Yog of happiness and next time I talk to my friend, I'm sure we'll talk a little differently. So that's all I have for today. I'm Jess and let's continue. Thank you so much Abhinoji for these great enlightening thoughts on this topic today. And yes, after all this struggle to achieve happiness in our lives, it's all about being zero and only zero. This race seems to be fertile at the end when one realizes that after doing so much, 
after putting so much of energy in the attainment of these materialistic ambitions, I am still missing that bliss. I am still not having that inner bliss, the feeling of being satisfied. Sadhguru Sadafal Devji Maharaj says in Swarved, the Encyclopedia of Spirituality, Chana Aave Chana Jate Hai Maya Jag Sukhrang Nitya Sahaj Sukh Kaun Hai Jame Raha Ik Dhang All that pleasures created and available with this materialistic creation is short-lived and temporary. It comes in life and it goes after a short moment of time. It never stays permanently with us. None of the so-called happiness defined by us and derived from this creation. The external world is permanent. So then what is that Sukh? What is that happiness after the attainment of which one continues to be in a state of permanent inner bliss? Irrespective of what's going on outside, what's happening outside. Very rightly brought out today by Abhinavji and also directed by Sadhguru Sadhafal Devji Maharaj. It is the way of inner journey, of searching this bliss inside, where it actually exists, instead of wasting all the consciousness in the external creation, where it cannot be found, where it doesn't exist. Vihangam Yoga offers all this to humanity in very simple steps. As Abhinavji conveyed to us, 10 minutes of meditation morning and evening, that is all that Vihangam Yoga asks from you. That will be all for the day today. Thank you to all the listeners for taking out some time in your busy lives and for being with us on this platform. We'll meet again on the same platform via the same channel next weekend. Until then, I wish you to stay safe, stay busy and stay healthy. Jai Sadgurudev.